Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find this morning's recording of Morning Prayer. Good morning and welcome to St Thomas's for Morning Prayer today, Monday, October the 12th. We'll just wait a few moments as people sign in and then we'll begin. So as I say, morning and welcome to St Thomas's. Lovely to see you again. Um, it's a rather overcast morning at the moment, but hopefully we'll stay dry. But isn't it great once again to be able to come together and to spend a little bit of time in uh, fellowship and having time to worship together. As normal, I'll be using uh, common prayer. You can find it at commonprayer.net O Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Born to sin, we inherit stolen land. Heal us with justice from your hand. And this morning we have some verses from Psalm 62. It's verses 6 to 9. And I have to say, I think they're wonderful. We'll take this slowly just to give a chance for the, for the words to wash over us. For God alone, my soul in silence waits. Truly, my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold so that I shall not be shaken. In God, is my safety and my honour. God is my strong rock and my refuge. Put your trust in him always, O people. Pour out your hearts before him, for God is our refuge. Isn't that great? In the first verse, verse 6, truly my hope is in him. Verse 7, he alone is my rock and my salvation. And in the last verse, pour out your hearts before him, for God is our refuge. Perhaps that's what we'll be doing today, pouring out our hearts before him. This morning's reading is from the Gospel of St Luke and it's chapter 11 verses 29 
to 32. As the crowds increased, Jesus said, This is a wicked generation. It asks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given it, except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah was assigned to the Ninevites, so also will the Son of Man be to, his, to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom. And now one greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now one greater than Jonah is here. <clears throat> well, this is an interesting passage this morning, isn't it? It's quite hard. And it asks a question about faith and touches on judgment. And that's always difficult, isn't it? Because it's something perhaps that we don't really like to think about. But in this passage, the two are linked. And those words that Jesus speaks um, are sparked by verse 29, the demand for a sign, a miraculous sign, something to, to demonstrate, um, to help people to believe. They wanted a proof, some miraculous event. Is that right? Is that the way it should be? Is that what faith is about? At other places in the Gospels, people demanded a sign and they were never given because the motives for asking for them were wrong. But coming out of that, Jesus then talks about the sign of Jonah, which actually he explains further in Matthew's telling of this episode where Jonah of course in the big fish for three days going down 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 into the depths before he came back before the fish sort of spat him out on the beach and then Jonah carried God's word to Nineveh and the Ninevites Hearing God's word, repented and changed. And in verse 30, do you notice that uh, Jesus points forward? He says, For as Jonah was assigned to the Ninevites, so also will the man be to this generation. And surely that points forward to Jesus' death and resurrection. The three days, the link with Jonah, that will be a sign. So the Ninevites, pagans, heard the true word of God and repented. The Queen of Sheba came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. In both cases, these were outsiders coming and hearing and being changed. 
being affected by the word of God. But here we have some Jews who had the Son of God before them and wanted more than that. They asked for a sign. You know, if these Jews were in the Old Testament, I'm sure they would have been described as stiff-necked. <laughs> Wonderful description from the Old Testament. These were God's chosen people, and they didn't respond. Hence what Jesus says about judgment. And perhaps, at least in part, why later he wept over Jerusalem. These people hadn't responded and were under judgment. But back to the start, the question of faith. This passage asks me, I guess it might ask all of us, to consider where we are. How do we respond to God's word? How do we respond to Jesus? Do we need signs in order to convince us? In John's Gospel, uh, chapter 14, verses 1 to 6, that wonderful, wonderful passage where Jesus is about to, to depart and talks to the disciples about his father's house having many rooms. He says at the start, you believe in God, believe also in this simple. And I think that's the question that we're asked this morning. Where are we in our faith? Do we need signs? Or do we believe in God and believe also in Jesus? Amen. Born to sin, we inherit stolen land. Heal us with justice from your hand. Lakota Sioux holy man Black Elk said, A good nation I will make live. That's interesting, isn't it? A good nation I will make live. And so we come to our time for <coughs> excuse me, we come to our time for prayer, for intercessions as we pray for others. So shall we pray? Dear Lord, we thank you for this morning at the start of the new working week. We thank you for bringing us together. We thank you for the opportunities we have actually to come together even though we're separated. The opportunities to come to spend time in quiet reflection, in prayer and in worship. And we look forward, Lord, to the time, hopefully in the not too distant future, when we can meet again face to face and share fellowship. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, this morning we, <clears throat> we bring to you the uh, the warfare that's going on in Nagorno-Karabakh. 
and the ceasefire that's just failed. Lord, we pray that you will bring peace to that region. Bring an end to the fighting, an end to the bloodshed. And at this time, Lord, when coronavirus is affecting the whole world, we, we pray for those other places in the world, often that go unreported, where warfare continues, despite everything else. And again, Lord, we pray for your intervention to bring peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. <clears throat> and Lord, as, as we have one prayer coming through for uh, a, a granddaughter going into hospital for surgery, we do pray that that will be successful. You can work through the the medical staff to whom you've given these skills for the operation to, to be completely successful, Lord. And we pray for all others who are suffering at the moment. Lord, we hold them in our hearts. And we bring them before you. And we'll just take a, a few moments now um, to have some silent time when, when we can offer those names of people who are suffering the pain of illness and any we know who are mourning the loss of a loved one. We can bring them and lay them before the Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And again, Lord, as we have a prayer coming for, for good management in a school. We pray for all schools, all teachers, all pupils. as we work through this really difficult period, Lord. May our schools be places of safety and security. And may our children um, be able to, um, to catch up on so much that they missed in the last months. And we pray and give thanks for the, the teachers, but not just teachers, Lord, for everybody who works in schools. Who put so much effort into making things work properly and smoothly. 
and pray for your protection of our whole education system, from the youngest to the oldest. We pray for those students who have gone away to university and are now restricted, many of them in isolation, and the stresses and strains that that will put on these youngsters, often people for whom this is the first time away from home and away from their parents. Lord, we bring them all before you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, as we have big announcements to be made today by the government on different types of restrictions for different parts of the country, we pray that they will be effective, Lord. We pray that they've been made with due reflection and consideration and that they will help to alleviate the, the spread of the coronavirus as the number of infections keeps increasing that it will be able to, to have a positive effect on that Lord and bring it down Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, as a, a prayer comes through, actually for St Thomas, as we do pray for our church in this place, and with the APCM about to happen, I think it's just a week away, Lord, um, that, as Julie has prayed, you will bring the right people forward to fill the vacancies that are open on the PCC. We pray that that afternoon will be a positive afternoon, Lord. A time to affirm and to, to commit to, to what we're trying to do at the moment as we move through this time of vacancy with all the added difficulties and restrictions that the coronavirus has brought about. And we do give thanks for those people who serve. And we pray for Bob Nichols and the, the pressures and strains that are placed on him as he leads. And for Bob Carkeys as our church warden at the moment, Lord, by himself and the workload that is coming onto him. And Lord, for everybody else who has a role to play in ensuring that St Thomas's is active and is able to, to be out in the community, whether physically or electronically. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
And so let's bring our prayers together by saying the Lord's Prayer together. I'll be using the traditional version. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Lord, help us not to shy away from our own transgressions, neither to hold the sins of others against them, but to name sin with confidence that your forgiveness has the power to effect a just reconciliation in our world. Amen. So may the peace of the Lord Christ go with you, wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Amen. So thank you once again for joining us for Morning Prayer at St Thomas's. And uh, don't forget that Morning Prayer continues each morning at 9.15 and tomorrow and on Saturday the church will be open between 10 and 12 for personal private prayer. And so today let us go out in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Amen. <laughs>